It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. I gotta tell you, today, I I actually was about ready to record an even more negative version of this podcast than I'm feeling right now, but the Reds were able to make the game interesting in the ninth inning. But after setting through that entire game, and and I know I'm starting off a little bit, you know, on the cuff here, but after sitting through that entire game, watching the lineup flounder against a pitcher who came in having given up 12 earned runs in 14 innings pitched on the season. Jason Vargas, that is. And he had, up until Suarez hit a home run, he had a two-hit shutout going. And I just don't know what to say about that because the Reds look like some games they can hit anybody. And then there's some games where they can't hit assault and this was one of those games Jason Vargas throws a fastball between 84 and 86 miles an hour I I don't know if that just caught the Reds so off guard they didn't know what to do but they they made so much just light contact I I don't know watching that game I was thinking of all of the things that, you know, I'd rather do than watch this lineup the way that they played tonight, you know, uh, do my taxes was something that I thought of, uh, maybe wait in line at the BMV, um, you know, waiting in a lot of different lines, you know, just wait in line at Kings Island for a ride on a Saturday. On Bring a Friend Free Day. There you go. It just... It was not good. I mean, there are other words that I could say about that, but I'm not going to use those words. But they just seemed to be doing whatever they could to get runners on and then not score them. There were so many instances where there were runners in scoring position for the Reds that. They floundered, you know, they squandered them. Just absolutely horrific. I I gotta say, if there if not every single player in that lineup went to apologize to Luis Castillo after this game, I don't understand. Because Luis Castillo had another masterful performance. He pitched six and two thirds, really thought he could have gotten that last out in the seventh, but they ended up pulling him. But he put six and two-thirds with two earned runs. You know you're doing something right. Whenever you give up two earned runs in a game and your ERA actually goes up 
His ERA did come up just slightly from 1.23 to 1.45. He still had seven strikeouts on the game. He did give up a home run to former Red Todd Frazier. But all in all, just another great, you know, another great outing for Luis Castillo. And, And the lineup can't help him. There's just nothing there. I mean, and the worst part about it, and it it almost, it, it took me a minute. I kind of had to, you know, back it up and look at it. Joey Votto, in the top of the eighth, he leads off the inning with a single. All right, the Reds are getting something going. Then the next batter is Eugenio Suarez. He pops out to center field, shallow center field. Joey, he was a little bit off first, like maybe if the ball dropped, he would maybe even be able to, you know, go for third or something like that. But but, but whenever Juan Lagares caught the ball for the Mets, for some reason, instead of going back to first base, Joey turned and started walking toward the dugout. I don't know if he thought there were two outs and that was the third out, but he just hit a leadoff single. I I mean, that was just, I mean, if that wasn't Joey saying, boy, this lineup is so bad that I'm just going to go sit down right now. Like, I don't know what was just, I couldn't believe that. There was no excuses from anybody. Heck of a ninth inning, the way that they put that rally together and at least forced extra innings. But at the end of the day, they still ended up losing. They brought Rysel Iglesias out of the bullpen after he had a two-inning outing last night, and he just didn't look too sharp. He gave up a leadoff double, who then moved over to third base on a single by Jeff McNeil. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I didn't know who Jeff McNeil was coming into this Mets series, but after two games of watching him play, I am super impressed with him because he just knows how to get a hit. He knows how to, you know, twerk his swing and I can't believe I just used the word twerk but he knows how to make his swing work to drop the ball where the fielders aren't and get himself on base and he's been doing it very well this entire series and you know it got the runner to third and then a long fly ball by Pete Alonso that Yasio Pui caught on the warning track but I mean that was an easy sack fly one in the game and the Mets get a win to even the series, and it was just a absolutely frustrating night. I mean, I, I was feeling a lot more frustrated before that ninth inning rally. The ninth inning rally, I mean, for a second there, I thought they were actually going to win, and up until that point, it felt like one run might as well have been 45 because the Reds' bats were just doing absolutely nothing. But the Calvary is coming, and I'm going to get into that here in just a moment. But I want to remind you about the Locked On MLB podcast hosted by Sully Baseball. He takes a look each and every day around the league and gives you what's going on. That way you can keep up with all the other teams in the league. Like I said, about 15 minutes so there each and every day. Sully Baseball, Locked On MLB. Check it out on all the podcasting apps with which you can get the Locked On Reds podcast. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and it is Wednesday. Happy hump day. I didn't do it here in the first 
part of the podcast, but just a reminder, make sure that you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, all the great podcasting apps. That's the easiest way to get the podcast each and every day. It'll automatically download once you subscribe. Also, check us out on social media at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. And then head on over to LockedOnReds.com where we've got a lot more content going up each and every day. I mentioned in the first half the Calvary is coming. And the reports are, there's multiple reports and, and multiple people saying that sources have confirmed this. Now, the Reds themselves have not come out and announced it just yet, but sources say that the Reds will call up Nick Senzel whenever they return to Cincinnati for this weekend's wraparound series with the Giants. So Friday is the ETA for Nick Senzel. So Nick Senzel watch has not been on that long, and just with the the anemic nature of this offense and the outfield that just continues to flounder. Yasiel Puig had a rough night tonight. He seemed to just be trying to pull every single pitch. His last at bat, he had a lazy pop out to the second baseman, and it's because he got a pitch on the low and outside corner that he tried to, like, inside out, and he tried to, like, not inside out, but he tried to pull it. And you can't pull a pitch like that. You got to like take what you get and push it to the other field. But he just wasn't trying to do that tonight, and it really showed. But all in all, I mean, even Jesse Winker kind of struggled struggled tonight, and Phil Irvin he had a couple of decent at bats. But I mean, all in all, just hasn't been the kind of production you were hoping for from this offense. And they need something. They need. I don't know. I I mean, at this point. All you can really say is it's going to get better. It's got to get better. The numbers that they have are just phenomenally bad. And there's no way it's going to continue, but it's only a matter of when. Because the Reds pitching, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, has been absolutely awesome to this point. And they still sit under 500. What's that tell you? They're not scoring runs to help out the pitching that they're getting. And maybe Nixon Zell can come up and help that out a little bit. Like I said, he's due up Friday. I bet, I mean, you know, it'd be nice to see him starting right out of the gate. I could kind of see them maybe substituting him in halfway through Friday's game and then officially start him on Saturday. Or at least maybe I'm hoping that a little bit because I got tickets to Saturday's game. So anyway, let's hope that happens. And there's multiple people reporting it, so it's not just one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, rumor has it. Now, even Mark Sheldon has a piece on MLB.com about it. I think it's going to happen this Friday, so get excited about that. The news on another red, uh, Alex Wood on the injured list, is not so encouraging. By now, you've probably heard he had a setback, and the timetable is on hold. He has a second opinion that he is supposed to be getting today. We'll see how that goes. But when you're going in for a second opinion, that usually doesn't mean they're going to tell you you can pitch next week. So we might not even see him till June. I mean, you can almost start a running bet as to who we're going to see first, Scooter Jeanette or Alex Wood. And I hope it's Alex Wood, but as it is, 
the questions that we have about whether it's Anthony DiSclefani or Tyler Malley coming out of the rotation whenever Alex Wood is healthy, that question continues to get postponed because Alex Wood's not healthy. And who knows when that's going to be. Hopefully they get some clarity today with the tests that they run, and we'll see what they say about that. But all in all, Tuesday night, not such a great night to be a Reds fan. Hopefully they can get things turned around. And and one of the reasons I was so frustrated with their performance on Tuesday is because that was a prime chance against a pitcher in Jason Vargas who has struggled to this point this season and in his career has never pitched well against the Reds. And granted, he only pitched four times against the Reds, but in those four times he had been shelled. And now they face Jacob deGrom. I don't know if you know much about Jacob deGrom. He won the NL Cy Young last year, and he actually got MVP votes despite the Mets being completely out of the playoff race. That's how good he was. And then on Thursday, the afternoon game, the getaway game, they face Noah Syndergaard, who in his career is undefeated against the Reds. So now they go from a matchup that on paper looks favorable to two matchups that you can almost chalk up to the Mets. So we'll see if hopefully they can do an about face and maybe go against the grain here, but it's going to be tough. So Thursday or Wednesday night's game features Jacob DeGrom pitching for the Mets. He'll be opposed on the mound. The aforementioned Anthony DiSclefani, he'll look to build on the momentum from his last start. And a reminder, that game is at 7-10. And then, as I mentioned, Thursday's game as well as um, will be Noah Sendergaard. Which actually on the season, Noah Sendergaard's stats aren't so great. He's 1 and 3 with a 6.35 ERA. He'll oppose Tyler Malley for the Reds. And in the preview that I wrote on lockedonreds.com, I kind of mentioned that game has me intrigued because, like I said, Noah Sendergaard has not started the season off super well, but in his career has loved seeing the Reds on the other side of the Diamonds. So we'll see how that one plays out. Plus, Tyler Malley looking to bounce back from a bit of a couple of rough starts there. We'll see what happens, but I, I just hope for the lineup's sake. I hope the lineup is better because there was great pitching tonight. Great defense tonight, and the lineup might as well not even have shown up. So hopefully they show up the next two games. We'll see. That's it for the Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thanks so much for downloading and listening today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already on all the major podcasting platforms. Also check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and then head on over to LockedOnReds.com. Also, don't forget the Locked On Reds phone line at 513-549-0159. Looking for fan reactions, questions, comments, whatever you got for me. Right now, the last message I got on there, they're making sure that I want to re-up my uh, uh, car warranty. And uh, I don't even know why they're calling the Locked On Reds line about a car warranty. Locked On Reds didn't purchase a car, so... Not sure where that came from. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll look at the Wednesday tilt against the Mets and Jacob deGrom. And we'll talk a little throwback Thursday. Then I'm going to...
tweak into an idea, and I'm going to see what you guys think about it. So definitely make sure to check that out. You've listened to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.